with branding and SEO and run for the hills. As a business owner, you know they are important, but maybe you don't fully understand them, so you've possibly just thrown a website together just to get it up there. If that's you, join me today as I speak with Rhodesia Jackson of Rhodesia J Designs about branding and SEO for your website. Welcome to the next episode of the BizMagic Podcast, sharing expertise and solopreneur journeys to help business owners find the magic in their businesses by being more productive, focused, and successful. I'm Patty Meyer, the founder of BizMagic, where I help entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and small business owners clear their plates so they can get back to doing what they love, running their business. Branding and SEO are so much more than just a logo and keywords. When building a successful website, it's important to go much deeper to get those elements of your business and website completed properly, optimizing your presence for your success. So to give you a little better idea of how to do that, I'm talking with Rhodesia Jackson, founder and creative director of Rhodesia J Designs, a design studio taking on clients that aren't afraid to walk to the beat of their own drum. Rhodesia is a designer, web developer, and closeted nerd. <laughs> she is also an avid reader, plant lover, and killer, and wannabe interior decorator. Self-care is something that she adores, from yoga to DIY facials. For now, Boston is her home, but she has dreams to travel the world. Rhodesia's career spans over 10 years, and she has been published in Boston Magazine, The Improper Bostonian, and Arts and Home Magazine. Although she has worked in the corporate world for the beginning of her career, Rhodesia's true passion lies in helping female entrepreneurs develop their brand identity and websites. So let's welcome Rhodesia to the podcast. So thank you so much for joining me today, Rhodesia. It is wonderful to have you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to start with a few little warm-up questions um, and just to kind of get to know you a little bit better and so the audience can get to know you and everything like that. So if you're down for that, uh, let's start there. Absolutely. Okay. So uh, what is your favorite thing to do in your downtime? I know this sounds terrible, but working. <laughs> I love, I just love what I do. So I I just always want to be working on something either it's like scheduling or like making blog posts or writing but when I try to make myself stop working um I like to go hiking um do a lot of knitting it's kind of like my self-care downtime just like mindlessly knit and watch movies or tv mm -hmm. uh, yeah or read I read a lot of books actually that's awesome yeah. That's great. So when you're doing work in your downtime, downtime, uh, do you, is it work for your own business or work on client stuff? Um, typically it's work for my own business because I feel like as a business owner, your work kind of never ends. There's always things on your list that you want to get done and just try to like make things smoother for your clients and make their process easier for them. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. Yeah. And I crochet. I'm a crocheter. <laughs> I do the same thing yeah. just in my time where I'm like, not doing anything, it's something mindless to do that's awesome and creative, yeah. yeah. Um, so as a child, did you have a favorite game that you liked to play growing up? I didn't really have a favorite game. I was a big prankster and my little brothers. <laughs> I have two younger brothers um, and I like to play pranks on them. Like I'd be like, oh, you're adopted or like stuff like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, 
because I have this little brother. He doesn't look as much as like me and my other brother do. He fits more of like my mom's side of the family and he looks like them or that sort of thing. So we always thought he's adopted. He's like, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, my, my older brother and I, we have one younger brother. When we were growing up, we, we would wake him up in the middle of the night and be like, it's time to get up. We're going on vacation. And he'd like, you know, wake up and go start oh, to pack no. a bag. It was like, you know, now. Like he is, so he trusts, yeah, he trusts you because you're older. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly what I used to do. <laughs> yeah. It's your job as an older sibling to do that sort of thing. Right? Yeah. You know, you have to prepare them for life. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Um, and what book has inspired you the most in your personal or business life? Um, I'm going to tell you one that, I, that inspires me in both parts of my life is uh, The Phantom Tollbooth, which is one of my favorite books from when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like a super, super well-known book. Yeah, I've never heard of it. Yeah, but it's just about this little boy named Milo, and he kind of hates learning, um, and he goes on an adventure, and he realizes that learning is really important and fun, and, and I've always kind of felt that way, like I love learning. If I could go back to school and stay in school forever, I would. I'm always taking classes and just trying to like learn more about everything. I always want to know. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. And at least now, you know, it's a lot easier with technology and everything to be learning constantly without having to go back to school specifically. Like I used to live at the library as a child. So like I was always there. I take like seven books at a time and like, yeah, I was a a big nerd. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. But it pays off now, right? It does. That's true. That's true. Nice. Awesome. Okay. And last fun question. If you could vacation anywhere in the world and money was no object, where would it be? Um, I would say maybe like Fiji or somewhere tropical with like beautiful water and sunlight. I'm in Mass in Boston, so it's very cold and cloudy. Mm-hmm. Especially in the winter, it's, it's dark days here sometimes. Yeah. yeah. So it's somewhere nice and warm and oh, beautiful, beautiful fruit and vegetables and food and yeah I'm okay that sounds wonderful (laughs) yeah exactly yeah (laughs) I want to go on your dream vacation (laughs) awesome cool all right so let's get down to business and talk a little bit about Rhodesia Jade Design so tell me a little bit about your business and how you got it started um I started it kind of more recently than anything uh, maybe the past six months even Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just kind of was always doing freelance things for friends, family, friends of family. And then I wanted to make it a little more serious and a little more concrete in my business and figure out where it was going. So I decided to um, start working with a coach and get really serious about my business. And this is kind of what evolved from that. I realized that I really enjoyed working with women specifically um, in that sort of look and vibe and working specifically with like lifestyle brands helping them like figure out how to create an experience around their brands and their, their business. Mm-hmm. And so how did you get into design and, and all of that? And how long have you been doing that? Um, I started doing design like in high school. So that was a long time ago, but in high school, I would just like play around in Photoshop. That was like, I don't know, CS like two or something. <laughs> like CS three or something. It's embarrassing. Right. But yeah, that was like, my first Photoshop. It was a long time ago. Um, and I would just like play around in there and make like little graphics and like flyers and posters and that sort of thing just for like fun and for friends, that sort of stuff. And then I ended up going to school for graphic design um, at Newbury mm-hmm. College in Boston, or mm-hmm. Brooklyn, like right by um, Boston College. Um, 
So I just went through that program and got my degree. And ever since then, I've been designing. Um, yeah, so when I, now I'm in the corporate world, I'm a nine to five, but on the side, I have my business. Yeah, which okay. I want to make it my. Nice. And were you, when you were younger, were you always designing something and stuff? Have you always been like a creative minded as well as intellectual? Um, definitely a creative minded person. Um, like, I remember my mom would tell me about the stories. Like, I write like books with my friend. I had a friend, he would write and I'd draw the pictures for it. And we'd have like a little book series together. Oh, that's awesome. And, like, she would like, she like still has them, of course. <laughs> <laughs> like, she'd like, you know, just like loves talking about how I'm always been creative and oh, you're so creative and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That That's so great. great. So I've always been creative in some sort of way. I've always been crafting something or drawing something and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Awesome. Um, cool. And so uh, tell me a little bit more about the clients that you get in your business. So who, who comes to you usually to work with, with your company and um, like what are their pain points tend to be? Um, it's typically like um, entrepreneurs, bloggers, business owners, um, typically women, but who are dealing with like not having their brand matching the quality of their work or their services. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not indicative of who they are and how the quality of their business and the quality of their services. Mm -hmm. That's kind of where I bring up their website to that level and their branding to that level because a lot of times people start out, they're doing it themselves because um, investments, it is a big investment for your website. And mm -hmm. if you're not sure if this is going to work out in a year or two, then why would you want to invest right. a huge amount right. in your business? So um, I come along maybe like a year or two into your business when you're feeling much more stable and secure and things are going well, and I help you out with, help them out with branding and their website. Yeah. Okay. That's great. And so, so talk a little bit more about branding. So it's something, right. That gets thrown around a lot. Everybody hears about branding, but I don't know that everybody fully understands what that means and, and what it takes to incorporate branding fully into your business and make it cohesive. Yeah. I think I've noticed that a lot of people are always asking for logos, looking around for logos, but like a brand is so much more than just a logo. If you think about like, um, Apple, there's mm -hmm. entire brand is, completely on purpose nothing is by accident they want to create like an experience a feel for you when you go to the Mac store the apple store and you walk in and everything is just like white it's completely white everything is crisp and clean and streamlined there's glass there's metal super modern they do that all on purpose right you walked in there and it was all wood and rustic and country and you'd be really confused <laughs> Right, right. And so that's a really good point, right? Because then with, with sort of glass and, and clean modern lines, you think of technology, you think of yes. computers, you think yes. of that sort of thing. But if you went into a place that was old and rusted, you'd be like, are where you am I? Yes. Like, where am I? Like, where am I? <laughs> like, yeah. like, is my laptop going to be made of wood? Like, right. yeah, you'd be confused. So that's why all that is so, so important for your brand. Same thing with if you have a brand that's like a clothing line or something like that, it's for children. You don't want to use things like are super modern and cold. You want it to have to be fun and exciting for children. You don't. You have to make sure you think about who your client, who your niche, are, who your niche is, and who your clients are, and who you're ultimately selling your service or product to, and what they want to see, not specifically what you like. Like if you like blue, but you're selling things to women, you might have to think about what shade of blue, what hue is saturated or tone of blue use. Right. I like navy blue, so I'm going to use blue for everything. 
Right, right. Yeah, so that's really great, right? And so, and, and it's amazing how much colors and style and design make people feel things. And I think that, that we forget how important that aspect of it is, is that feeling that you keep talking about. And, and we tend to buy with our feelings. Yes. a lot of the time. Right. So, I mean, I think that's really how branding can play a strong role in understanding and optimizing your business because it elicits feelings. And, and if you, you can figure out what your people feel and what they want to feel, then you can play off of that. Yeah. I think that's a huge, huge piece of, of branding as well. Like branding is not just the visual aspect. It's also like how you want, what feelings you want to evoke in your clients and your customers. Yeah. Um, if you want them to feel like you can, they can trust you. If they feel like they can, they want to have fun with you. They want to hang out with you. If they feel like, you know, like at, at peace, at rest, it just all depends on what feeling you want to evoke in your client, but depending on what business you have and what kind of personality you have. And I think that's super important as well. If your personality is super energetic and fun and you're trying to put across like this very mellow and chill vibe, it's not really going to mesh. And I think that's super important as well. Right. Like, you have to follow along with who you are as a person as well as who your clients are. And that's kind of why it's important for you to be part of your business, like a huge mm -hmm. part of your business. Your personality is a huge part of your business and what you're selling. Right, definitely. And I think also with that, right, it's important to remember that you don't have to resonate with everybody. And so yeah. it's okay for your business and your branding to be in alignment with who you are even if that doesn't speak to everybody because you don't want to work with everybody. So why do you want everybody to want to like your business? And it's yeah, okay that they don't. You don't need to be everyone, someone to everybody. You can't be, it's impossible. Right. And not everyone's going to like your stuff and that's okay. Right. So like I have, I always see people asking like strangers or family friends, if they like their website, logo, whatever. But really at the end of the day, it's not about their opinion. It's about like your clients, most likely yours because you are, you could be one of your clients because whatever you're selling or service you're giving, your, your personality is part of it. So as long as your client or your customer, whatever, likes your logo, branding, website, that's what matters, not your right. aunt or your uncle Joe or something. Right. And that brings up a really good point, right? Is that a lot of people say, oh, well, let me go ask my friends. Let me ask my family. And so kind of in that way, it's recommended that you take when you want to do a trial run, right, with your branding or your website or content or anything like that, go to your people, go yes. to your audience and ask what they think, give them something for free in exchange for their opinion or something, you know, so that those are the people who, whose energy and attention that you get. Yeah, you don't ask your yeah, exactly. You don't ask your sister, your best friend. They don't, or your partner. They don't know. They don't. They're not your your customer, your client base. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so, so another big thing that you do is SEO, right? And so this is another one that that people just go <laughs> and then get totally lost in SEO because that's similar to branding. That idea of oh, it's just your logo, or it's just and and SEO, it's just keywords, right? but it's not, it, there's a whole world of SEO. And so yes. you're an expert at that, right? Um, yes, yes. Um, I wouldn't say I'm an expert because I think unless you work with Google, you're not an expert because Good point. they don't advertise or, pub or publicly put out what all their things that they're measuring. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like a guess, not a guessing game, but 
it's research. You have to research and figure out what is making differences and how you're showing up in searches. Um, mm -hmm. But I try to go from a very simple point of view from SEO and try to do little things that I think make a big difference in the long run. Okay. Um, things like making sure you use your alt text for photos. So when you put a, a photo on WordPress or Squarespace or something like that, asking for a description um, of the photo or like an alt text from the photo, and always make sure you put something in there that describes the photo. Um, this is for, good for SEO as well as accessibility. So if someone is um, cannot see the photos or they're not loading to them, they still see the description of the photo. Mm -hmm. so this also brings leads to your website as well. If someone's searching, um, I don't know, how to do SEO, for instance, how to update your SEO on your website, and your, I have a photo on my website that's called like SEO for Entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. That will show up if you're searching for SEO for Entrepreneurs. So, so that's a really good point that the alt text and keeping it accessible is really important, right? Because I think yes. that's something people don't think about is they just upload a file because they need to put a picture in there, especially when you're using kind of the front facing, um, client friendly. Yeah, exactly. And they don't know all of that. Yeah. Or Squarespace. You can, you can just upload the photo, but please don't. <laughs> uh, before you even upload it, change this file name. Um, to something that makes sense with the blog post or page or your business. Make sure you always put in like your business name. I always put in like Regional Designs in every single photo that I have on my website. So in the file name of yes. the photo, right? Yes, like graphic designer, something like that in the file name of the photo. And your alt text and your description as well. You want to have all that in there. So when Google is crawling on the websites, it sees yours and knows that you're a source for like, you know, design or whatever else you do for your business. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. And so, um, and, and then you talk about meta descriptions, right? Mm -hmm. And so what does that mean? What is a meta description and, and what does that mean? So a meta description is what the Google bots are searching around for essentially. So alt text is a, a sort of meta description. So when the Google bots are searching around, they want to find meta descriptions for your website. It's not looking specifically for the content. It's like, the main description of your website. It's usually in your head on your website mm -hmm. um, and that sort of thing. Right. And so, you know, when you are, so I do a lot of, of uh, websites on Squarespace and things like that. I don't, I do like very minimal coding and things. So I use a lot of the front end. Um, and so each page you can put a description and should they be different for each page, you should have specifically what that page is because you have the same description on each page, then are you just sort of repeating the same thing or you what is the recommendation on that? You absolutely should have different descriptions, like please. <laughs> Otherwise, Google will see it as like multiple duplicates of a page and they won't index each one and that's a huge problem. Mm. Yeah, right. so different unique descriptions for each page. Otherwise you're going to lose out on a lot of SEO points. Right. Right. So it's really important. I mean, I think that, that, so like branding and like all things you do in your business, it's not something you can just throw together in, in five minutes. And there's a lot of that information out there that says with Wix and Squarespace and things like that, that are like, you can build a website in two hours and it's perfect. And it's, but that's not real. Not if you want it to yeah. be successful and, and optimized for SEO and attention for your niche and, and all of that. So, so likewise, you have to go in and be really thoughtful about every piece that you put on that website yes exactly like building a website is one thing but building a website to bring in sales is another thing right. like it's completely different because right. a website yeah you could build a website in two hours is it going to do anything for you probably not it's right. not going to it's not going to bring back its investment that you put into it 
Mm-hmm. That's why you have to be very careful about some of these like sites like Fiverr or Upwork. Like definitely do your due diligence. And if something sounds too good to be true, it most likely is. Mm-hmm. So what do you recommend when, when you're trying to do that? So, you know, is it, is it best to try to find somebody that is, that is their work is that they do SEO, somebody like you, or can you, so like you're saying, you know, in the beginning, you can't always afford it, or you're not sure that it's going to, you know, last super long as you're just starting your business and, and the longevity of the business itself. And so, you know, is this stuff that people can do themselves? Is it easy for them to do this research to figure out what are the best ways and keywords and things to use in, in, in the descriptions, in the file names and all of that? Or should they just off the bat try to find somebody who really can optimize their SEO for success? I think at the beginning stages of your business, it's best to go off like word of mouth and reviews and that sort of thing. And then slowly start working on your SEO, like to the point where you need a professional. But in the beginning days, I think there's enough resources out there on Google, even on my website, I have an SEO blog. I think it gives you like very easy steps that you can take to upgrade your SEO. Mm-hmm. I also have like a, um, a resource that comes along with a checklist that you can go through and update the things one by one and make sure you get, you hit all the points to credit and raise your SEO and improve things just to get to that baseline of properly, you know, using your keywords and putting everything in there. Um, I also am going to start offering in this next week or two a, a service where I work with someone to get the website up and running by themselves. So they're like a DIYer. Mm. Um, so what I would do is work with them for an hour and a half or so, um, figure out planning for the website, pages that need to be done, um, go over their branding that's existing, talk to them about what colors they need, what sources they might need, any kind of resources I can give them. And then they can go off, build the website, and then we have another follow-up session where I follow up with them, make sure everything's good to go. So they can get that help from a professional, but also because of their price, their investment, how much they can invest in getting this help, they can do it themselves. That's brilliant because there are so many people out there who are just in that position, like you're saying, that that they don't know where to start. They could use just a little bit of guidance without putting in that home investment to kind of get them in a direction and teach them kind of what where their focus should be and how to do it properly. Yeah, because like I understand that like like the habits you can invest is definitely like something you need to take into consideration when you're starting your business. Like I'm a business owner, you're a business owner, you know that you want a lot of nice things for your business, but it's not always possible. Right. But you can kind of get halfway there with some little help, a little boost from someone. Um, I'm going to be doing a service for new bit websites as well as existing. So like, if you want to get like, a website audit or website mm. or branding audit, coaching is sort of, call it coaching, but um, website and branding coaching, I can help out with that as well. It's a same kind of service. I go over um, brand analysis of your existing, website analysis of the existing, what we can do to change, fix, and upgrade everything and then yeah do the same thing with a follow-up and then go from there that's trying to make sure everyone's on the right track because one thing that hurts me is when i see a cool business i get to their website and i'm like oh god <laughs> like yeah. no is that because they seem so cool on facebook like their business is awesome they're saying all these cool things check out the website and it's kind of like a letdown like right. i know that it's hard to build a website but a lot of clients don't know that it's hard to build a website like, I understand, but it's hard for me to take seriously someone whose website is not to that level. Right. It's not up to that level to spend money with someone if their website's not there. Right, right. Yeah, if and it's... Invest in their business, how can I invest in you, in you to buy your services or goods? 
Right. Yeah. And it's amazing how many websites you can go to that look like they were made in the nineties still, yes. you know, and, and there's really no reason for that at this point. There's so much ability out there, accessibility to create modern sleek websites and, and, and following the trends. Um, but it's true. It's a hard place to be and to understand how that works. Cause you, but, but that's the thing, right? Is that that person excels in whatever service they're offering. They don't excel in website design. And so that's exactly. why it's important yeah. to find a professional who knows what they're doing. Because why spend your valuable time? Time is a resource that you cannot get back. Money, you can make more money always. Money mm -hmm. is, is infinite. So spend your time wisely on things that you actually care about and you want to do and you're good at. Like, I don't like spending my time doing things I don't like to do or I'm not good at. Like, get an accountant, get a copywriter, get a VA, get whatever resources you need to make your life easier. Have more time, because the reason you became a business owner is because you can spend more time with your family, you have more control. All these things, you didn't become a business owner so that you can spend hours on YouTube <laughs> trying to right. figure out how to build your website and WordPress. Right. It's not how yeah. you, that's not what you're doing. Yeah. Exactly. So, it, yeah. Invest a little bit of money, save some money, try to barter, anything you can do to get yourself a website that works or copywriting that works for your business or anything else like that. Yeah. Right. Definitely. And not only that, but there's a lot of, you know, like we met in, in a Facebook group mm -hmm. and there's a lot of really amazing groups out there that can connect you to other business owners where you could potentially barter with for their expertise and things like that. There, there are always ways to grow your business and to, to take it to the next step within the range that you're comfortable in financially or otherwise. And so exactly. I think it's important exactly. to kind of see what resources are out there to get there. Yes, yeah, so because you don't have the budget right now to be able to invest in web design or something like that, you can find someone to, to barter with. And I don't think it's always smart to look for someone to do something quote unquote affordable price because as I said before, you get what you pay for. Mm -hmm. But if you're willing to negotiate to barter something that's of a similar value, then yeah, you get exactly you get something great if you're willing to value, uh, trade something of similar value. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, so one more thing with SEO, right? So, um, and, and I saw you talk about this at some point on your website um, or on your, on the blog that you talked about the SEO blog you wrote, um, which is really great. Uh, you mentioned uh, to blog on your website uh, to grow SEO. So talk a little bit about that and how blogging can grow your SEO. So I think blogging is super, super important. I feel like some people don't like writing. I'm not a fan of writing either, but I make myself do it because it's super important. It's important to not only to like educate your clients and your readers and your website visitors, but also for SEO reasons. Mm -hmm. um, if you're writing a blog about, I wrote a blog about mood boards and brand boards. And if someone's like, what in the world is a mood board? They can Google that and I'm not going to show up on the first page, but one day, hopefully, I will show up on the first page of Google and I'll have a party. Um, you search mood board, and if I were to have more blogs having the word mood board in it, I'm more likely to show up on the first page. Right. Because I have more, I'm hitting more keywords of the person that they're, what they're searching for. So, like, that's super important if you're a business. Like, if you're, um, a VA for small business owners who work with weddings or something, a wedding VA, very specific. And if you have those keywords in your blog, like, I mean, VA, I'm a, I don't know, some kind of wedding, you're an event planner for weddings. You're an event planner for weddings and you search that VA for event planners for weddings, your website would come up first because you have that blogs 
blogs on your website around that. It's just kind of like thinking about what your clients and your customers are searching for. Right. Those would be your keywords. Right. And not only that, right. I mean, I think that what I've heard about (laughs) blogging and, and SEO also is that you also then are always having something active happening on your website instead of just building a website and then it's stationary and it just sits there with your pages for five years. You have something always happening and growing. And so for me, I love writing, but don't like doing it for business and I get stopped up and things like that. And so that's why I do this is that I'm like, okay, so why don't I do video? And then I write my little script for my video and that's my blog post. And I can put that in a blog and put my keywords in. And now I've got something that I enjoy, which is doing the video podcasts, but I'm putting them in my blog. And so exactly. that's another way to do it. So there's other, there's other options to do. That's so smart. Yeah. It's right. Yeah. Super smart because having new content is super important because if Google's like, oh, this isn't the same stuff for like a year, I'm not going to keep calling this all the time. That's not good for you. Right. Not good. You want to have updated content, new, always fresh. Super Mm -hmm. important as well. And that's smart to do the podcast because that's what you like. If you don't like writing blogs about business, then why do it? Right, right. And likewise, you know, you can read an article and talk about that article and share the article in your blog. You know, it doesn't always have to be perfectly original, super long content. It can be a short little analysis about something that you read and credit that person, put a link to their blog and you're helping that person and you're drawing attention to yourself and you have something new on your website. Yeah. Another thing as well as like doing guest blogs, like um, having guest bloggers, if you don't always want to write a blog and just have a couple blogs handy that you can put out that you have some guest bloggers if you don't feel like writing a blog that week or whatever else just to keep things fresh and always updated right definitely yeah and and doing guest blogging is nice too because it also then extends the audience that that your things uh, that your content goes to because that person is going to promote that they're on your blog and therefore your blog reaches a new audience so that's another way to kind of so many levels it's like such a smart idea. Yeah. 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 Awesome. So, um, so outside of SEO, you also talk about, or maybe it's also combined with SEO, but you talk about, um, getting leads, uh, through your website. So talk a little bit about more about how you do that on people's website when you're working with them. So, and what, what that's like. yeah. so SEO does have a lot to do with it, but like if you're on the first page of Google when someone searches for something, it's, it's hard. So, Mostly it's probably from social media or someone's like, huh, who's this person? You want to check your website. So that's where most of my traffic comes from, from my website. Um, so when you get to your homepage, you want to have like what I call it, like a welcome mat or like a hero image. Mm-hmm. And it needs to like tell you exactly what you're doing on your website, like immediately. Otherwise they're gone. People want your website to tell them they're going to be gone if it doesn't load in time. So mm-hmm. you want to make sure it loads quickly enough and you need to tell them what you're doing. Why they're there, what problem you can solve for them as quickly as possible. Um, and then at that point, you want to either get them an opt-in kind of thing, like a pop-up, or like give them a free resource, or like tell them more about yourself and try to walk them through the page. And once they get to the bottom of the page, you can't just have it be the bottom of the homepage. You want to take them somewhere. Right. You want to take them to where you want them to go. So if you want them to go to your resources page now, or opt-in, like a checklist or a workbook, take them to your resources page if you want to take them to your services so that they can book with you take them to your services page right you never want them just to get there and be like what do i do now like, right don't, don't assume they're going to scroll back up to the yeah, top they're they're gonna leave. They're gonna, all right that's it i guess and they'll leave but you want even if they go to the about every page you need to take them to somewhere 
So you gotta remind to be about page, you need to take them to somewhere. You don't just tell them about yourself and it's blank. There's no button. We don't know call to action. They need to go somewhere, do something, do something <laughs> to try to get right. more information from you so that right. you get them to go where you want them to go. Yeah. Right. So it's sort of creating and implanting leads throughout your website. It's not just, you don't want to just make your <clears throat> homepage dynamic and then every other page on your website is just, oh, there's the content. There's the about exactly. page. There's that. You exactly. want it all to be interactive and moving and flowing from one to the other to the other, wherever you want them ultimately to end up, which is booking a consultation or buying a service or a product or something like that. Exactly. It's, it's not about just having a storefront. It's about having a storefront with people outside the door and saying, come in here, please buy stuff. It's not just having a storefront that looks pretty. Right, yeah. right. It's engagement, it's interaction, it's movement. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's leads. Right, exactly. great. Awesome. Um, so if there's one lesson that you'd like a business owner to walk away from this interview with, what would it be? That's a good question. Um, I think I would say to make sure that you're always thinking about where, like what I just said, like where you want your clients to end up on your website. A lot of people think maybe they don't need a website or they just have one to have one because mm -hmm. they think everyone else has one. I should have one too. Like if you don't, if your business doesn't make sense to have a website, I can't think of one that there is, but I don't know, maybe, then you don't need a website, don't have one. But right. if you need them to go through a process where they're learning about your business, they're learning about what you, they, you can do for them, what your service can do for them, what your product can do for them, then you should have a website and you should have them walk through the process of your website to learn more, get an opt-in, buy your service. Like that process right. always, always happening on your website. Awesome. Um, so this has been so great. Is there anything that you, that we haven't touched on that you think is really important for, for people to know, or do you think we've covered everything? Um, I think we've covered everything. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. I know there's, a, I mean, this is really the tip of the iceberg of all these things. I mean, you know, we can talk about them, but there's so much that that's involved with branding and exactly. SEO and that sort of thing. So, um, so if somebody really wants to work with you or get to know more, or get a consultation with you, how can they do that? Um, they can head over to my website at RegisaJDesigns.com um, or look me up on Facebook, RegisaJDesigns. Um, yeah, I'm on there all the time. They love to talk to you and work with you and figure out how to bring an experience to your clients and your customers. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Radisha. I really appreciate it. It's been awesome. Thank you so much for having me. It's been fun. That was awesome. I want to thank Rodisha again for joining us today on the Biz Magic Podcast. Again, if you'd like to work with Rodisha, you can find her at rodishajdesigns.com where she is offering 15% off of her services if you mention Biz Magic. Such an amazing offer. Don't pass up this chance to get your branding and SEO up to par. And now I want to hear from you. What did you find most valuable in our interview today? Do you still have any questions about SEO or branding? Share in the comments. And if you have any topics or questions that you would like to see me talk about in a future episode of the podcast, please head over to bizmagicpodcast.com and click on ask a question. If you'd like to be a guest on the show and share an area of expertise or talk about your solopreneur journey and all its ups, downs, and sideways, you can also do that in the same place by clicking on be a guest. 
Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you found some value and I hope that you found some great ideas in branding and SEO, or at least understand it a little bit better and the importance it plays in your business. If you like what you saw here today, please like, share, comment, and subscribe. Then join me next time when I share my favorite Chrome extensions to get all the stuff done. You don't want to miss it. Till then, keep the magic in your business.